So today's daf is daf chav gimel, page twenty three in the Hedigim Maseches Ksubis. We're going to go back to the bottom of chav beis amud beis and pick up from Tanu Rabbanon three lines from the bottom, three lines from the bottom of chav beis amud beis. The rabbis learned, and so should we. All right, so we got a fascinating, uh, another beautiful, fascinating daf ahead of us with. Uh, some siyata uh, deshmaya as usual, where some of these gemaras are negeya to uh, the nine days and uh, coming up to Tishabov. So here we go. Tanra of the rabbis learn so shui. Shnayim rabim niskatcha. Two witnesses say this woman is married. Ushnayim rabim loin niskatcha. Two witnesses argue on them and they say, nope, she is not married. We know she's not married. So what do we say? The two of them cancel each other out. But she should not marry another guy. Because Lamaisa, we have a suffix here, what her status is. So she shouldn't get married till, any, till this is all clarified. However, if she does get married, we don't force them to get divorced. Because Lamaisa, practically speaking, you know, we had two witnesses against two witnesses. They cancel each other out. We're really left with nothing. So if she gets, the, if she gets married, we'll let them stay married. Okay, Shnayim Aimrim Nizgarsha. Two witnesses say they are divorced. We know they got divorced. Ushnayim Aimrim Nizgarsha. And two witnesses say we know they are not divorced. She's not divorced. Then we say Harezu She's not allowed to marry because we have a doubt over here. However, if let's say she does get married, they need to get divorced. Now this is a chiddush again because when two witnesses come against two witnesses about whether or not she's married, we say you could stay married. But if two witnesses argue with two witnesses about whether or not she's divorced, we say you cannot stay married. Now what's the difference in logic between these two cases? Ask the Gemara. Top of today's daf. Why in the case of the ratio where you have two witnesses arguing about whether or not she's married, do we say she could stay married if she gets married? And why by the, if two witnesses say she's divorced, what does say she's not divorced? We say, no, if you got married, now you have to get divorced. Why? Let them stay married. What's the difference? Answer the Gemara. Amar Abai, Abai is going to give one answer. And Abai says, The case of the Brisa is dealing with an Eid Echad. We're dealing with an individual witness. Okay, so one witness says she was married. Eid Echad Omer Niskach. They're both giving aidus, giving testimony about a single girl. So what's happening now is you have a single girl. One aid, one witness coming along and saying, hey, this girl's not single. She's married. Okay. And the, once you establish the first witness, she becomes two. And then you can't, uh, and, and the one witness who's coming afterwards can't argue on the two. Safer, uh, but by the case of divorce. Go ahead. I don't, get, I don't get that. What do you mean? Once you get one witness, you get two. So here's what happened you have one witness saying that this woman is married. Yeah. Okay. Now, that witness is saying. In order for it to be a valid marriage, who are the two most important people at a wedding? The, the Masada Kedushin. Can you get married without a Masada Kedushin? You betcha. That's right. That's right. 
The two most important people at the wedding are witnesses. Now, one aide is coming and saying there were two witnesses at the wedding. Okay? So that first testimony is coming, telling us there are two witnesses about the wedding. And then one witness is coming ahead and saying, no, she never got married. So since the second witness showing up is weaker than the one aide telling us there are two witnesses, we're going to say that overrides. Okay? Okay. Thank you for uh, the pause. Now, Seifa, but when it comes to the end of the Brisa, when, it, when there was a Bachlokas, about when there's an argument whether or not she's divorced. So, Eid Echoraymer is Garsha. One witness says she's divorced. The Eid Echoraymer is Garsha. The other witness says, no, the document never happened. Tarvayu Beisha Sishkamisadi. Now, they both know she's married. They both agree that she was or currently is a married woman. The shaila is, the machlokas, but the argument is whether a divorce was then given. So, the one who claims that she's divorced is only one. Okay, now we don't believe a woman to end a, another person's marriage unless it's like a b'makam aguna. And we don't listen to her one testimony in, the place, in a place where there already were two Adam. Okay. Ravashi Amar. Ravashi says, I'll explain to you the Braisa. Lailam Treyutre. Really, we're not dealing with. Lailam Treyutre. Yeah, we're not dealing with one Eidachar against other Eidachar. Rather, two witnesses are saying she's married. Two witnesses say she's not married. Two witnesses say she's divorced. Two witnesses say she's not divorced. The Epoch. And switch it around. What do you mean, switch around the halacha? See, here we go. Shnayim in the first case of marriage. So shnayim aimrim re'inua sheneskatcha. If two witnesses say we saw her get married, now listen to this. Ushnayim aimrim and two witnesses say, listen closely to these words. This is amazing. We did not see her get married. Did they say she's not married? No. In the previous case, we understood it to mean. When we read the Brisa, we said, two and a say, she, we know she's not married. Says Ravashi, no. Two witnesses say, we saw her get married. And two witnesses say, we did not see her get married. So then, Harizu Laitinase, she cannot remarry. She can't marry somebody else. Vimnisay and she does marry him, she's got to go out. Now, look, look at these words. Again, what's so beautiful about these words? Two witnesses say, we saw her. And then, what the other two witnesses say? We did not see her. Chevra, let me ask you a question. Do you see every marriage happening right now while we learned Afyaymi? <laughs> Just because you didn't see somebody get married, does that mean they're not married? No, you don't, you don't know what's happening, everything going on in the world. So what type of testimony is that? Do you want to say, we saw her get married. Do you want to say, show up the best? You should know, in my, my Choshev Rabbanim, we didn't see them get married. Okay, you didn't see a lot of things. Shkoyach. <laughs> Who cares? Ask the Gemara Pshita. This is simple. Larry Noah in Araya. Not seeing something is not testimony. Right. So, so, so <laughs> the Gemara is asking that can't be the case. The Brisa can't be where two witnesses say, We saw her get married. Two witnesses say, Well, we didn't see her. Shkoyach. So what? That's the Gemara. Why would that be the case with Brisa? So the Gemara explains as follows. Light Shricha. 
it's not necessary, it's not needed. What's happening over here is where all these witnesses live together, we'll call it in the same home, in the same courtyard. They all live together. All right? So now, here's the major chiddush. We talk, I have a major chiddush now, because now before we even finish explaining, let's think now. If they all live together in the same house, somebody walks over to you, Rabiel, somebody walks over to you and says, your grandson is married. You know what you're going to say? No, he's not. No, he's not. You're like, yeah, we saw him get married. You're like, I didn't see him get married, but besides for not seeing him get married, I know everything that's going on in this kid's life. If this kid would have gotten married, I would have been there. So don't tell me he's married. Right? That's what the Gemara is saying here. What's happening is they're all living in the same home. They all know each other's business. All these witnesses. So two witnesses are saying, no, 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 she's married. And two other witnesses in the home are saying, no, if she was married, I would know that. Mahut, I would have thought to say, Im Isa Diniskadshu. That if she would have actually been married, Kala Isle Lamilsa, we all would have known about it. Says the Gemara, beautiful. Kamash Malan, this lets us know that you know something? There are circumstances, rare, but there are times where people get married privately. They're very private people, okay? That's just the way they function. And therefore, it's possible we can all live in the same home, share a courtyard, be neighbors, and the fact that the Adam say we did not see her get married is really not a strong proof that she's not married. You may very well know a lot of what's going on in this person's life, but maybe she went under the radar and got, and got married. That's it. There is that possibility. Okay? So that's as far as the ratio of the Mishnah is concerned. This is how, this is how um, uh, Rav Ashi is explaining the Brisa. And he says, you know, in the, first, in the ratio, where there's two witnesses against two witnesses, and two witnesses say she's married, the other two witnesses say, we know she's not married because we live in the same house. The Chiddush here is that we're going to consider her to, we're going we're gonna to listen to, the, I'm sorry, the second witnesses are not going to override the first witnesses because it's possible that it was all done privately. Okay, what about the Seifa, where they argue about whether or not she's divorced? So also it's about seeing. Two people see, we say we saw her get divorced. We did not see her get divorced. Now this is interesting. Because again, same as marriage. right? Do you know everything that's happening? No. But they're saying we would have known if she was actually divorced. She's not allowed to get married. And if she does get married, then she does not need to leave her second husband. What's the Chiddush? If the Chiddush is, here is where they live in the same house, that they would have known about it. So that's the same Chiddush as the Reisha, as when they got married. I would have thought to say that we only have the logic of people getting married privately because people actually do that. People do get married privately. Avogabi Gerushim, when it comes to divorce, you're not allowed to keep it private. Im Isa de Igarsha, if there actually would have been divorce, Kola Isla Lamilsa. It's important that people know about it. It would have become known. 
Okay, people have to know who's married and who's not married. This way, you know, uh, you know who's you know mutter usher and all that. That it is possible people will both get married and divorce privately, but each one is going to be their own chiddush, right? It's a chiddush that marriage is done privately, and also divorce. Okay, fine. Back to our cases. So the Mishnah had said, if after she gets married, two witnesses come. She could stay with her husband. Ravashia says it's going on the Reisha when she, the Pesha, Asar Pesha, Hitler, when she's the one who told us that she's married and divorced. Rabbi says it's going on the Sefer. What was the second case in the Mishnah? Where she says, I was taken into captivity, but I wasn't violated. Okay, so then we say, oh, if she marries the Kayan, <clears throat> she doesn't need to leave. Fine. Manda Masila Reisha, Ravashia, who says that. She doesn't need to leave, leave her second husband going on the ratio. He would agree that in, by the case of captivity as well, we would let her stay. You know why? The same way by an aguna, the Rabbanan want to be lenient. So too, when a woman's take, taken into captivity, we're going to look for, for any type of leniency we can get our hands on to allow her to marry. So if she says, I was taken into captivity and I was, I'm still tar. So we say you shouldn't marry a kain, but if you do, you can stay with the kain. Why? Because we're going to be lenient on shavuya. But according to the opinion that Lysaitse is only going on the case of captivity, it could be in the ratio where she came and told us that she's married and got divorced. He won't necessarily agree that um, that will rely on Pesha Osar Peshehitr. Okay. The bottom line is, what do you see from here? That when she says, I would, she's known to be single, okay? And she says, I'm married and divorced. So then we have a machlaikas. Machlaikas, whether or not, if she marries somebody else, she, they're allowed to stay together. However, if she says, I was taken into captivity, but I'm still tar, everybody will agree that she can marry a Kohen. We're going to be lenient on captivity. Okay. Says the Gemara, Lema say, they're arguing about Rav, the, the case of Rav Hamnuna. Now, what's the case of Rav Hamnuna? So this is what we learned yesterday, and that is Rav Hamnuna gave us a Chiddush, that a woman, an, an Isha, a woman, is not going to be Meiz, is not going to have Chutzpah, to tell her husband to his face that they're divorced when she's really not. So maybe that's what their Machlekes really here is about, whether that comment or that premise is true. Demand Damasi Laresha, the one who says that she doesn't uh, need to leave her second husband's only going on the marriage is Ludravamnuna. He'll agree with Ravamnuna. And therefore, now that she says I'm divorced, she won't have the chutzpah to say it, so there's greater reason to trust her. And according to the opinion that she doesn't need to leave when she said she was taken into captivity. So there's no marriage here. He won't agree with Rav Amnuna. Maybe that's the Machlekes is about. Says That's not what the Machlekes is about. Rather, the Kuliyama is to Rav Amnuna. Everybody agrees Rav Amnuna to the logic that a woman is not going to have the chutzpah. She's not going to be meyes in front of her husband to say that they're divorced when they're really not divorced. And over here, when we have a Machlekes as to whether or not, if she, if she, uh, um, whether or not, we rely on Pesha Asa Pesha Hitir by the case of marriage. 
is Bahakam Ifli is arguing about the following case. The Mar Savar, one opinion is Ki Ibmar the Ravamnuna, when did Ravamnuna say that she doesn't have chutzpah to say I'm divorced, that is Bifanov when the husband is here. So when the husband's here in Bezdin, she's not gonna have the chutzpah to completely lie and say no, we're divorced. Avoshalai Bifana, but let's say she walks into Bezdin and he's not here. Meiza, maybe she'll have the chutzpah. Okay? So uh, since she'll have the chutzpah, we're not gonna believe her to say she's divorced in Bezdin. Marsevar and the other opinion is no. In general, whether or not the husband's here, the, um, she's not going to have the chutzpah to, to say it. The word's going to get back to him. Yeah, and a woman's not going to have the chutzpah to say it mamish straight out. Okay, period. Two dots. Gvald. Says the Gmishnah Viter. The Imishinis is Boed. Let's say she remarries, and then witnesses come. So remember this case? She comes to Bezdin and says, I was married and then I got divorced. That was her, that was her uh, testimony. I was married and I got divorced. Okay. So over there we said we believed. Why? Pesha Asar Pesha Hitter. What happened if witnesses say she was married and then she says I got divorced? We don't trust her. All right. Then the Mishnah said at the end, and this is what the Gemara is going, this is what the, we're, we're quoting now. What happens if a woman says, I was taken into captivity and I'm Tahar? And then witnesses come and say she was taken into captivity. So the witnesses come after her initial statement. So let's create a timeline. This is interesting. On Sunday, she says, she walks into Bezdin, I was captured by Goyim. And you should know, nobody touched me. I'm tar. We say, listen, Pesha, Asar, Pesha, Hitter. You're the one telling you up your captive. We're going to allow you also to say your tar. You could marry a Kayan. Great. Tuesday, she marries a Kayan. Thursday, second day of Sheva Brachis, two witnesses come and say she was taken in captivity. So now there's witnesses telling us she was a captive. The Mishnah said she could still stay with her second husband. She doesn't need to leave the Kayan. Because the initial knowledge of her captivity was from her, and she's already married. We'll let them stay together. Okay? Now, many of us would agree that this is a Chiddush. It's a Chiddush. Because now there's Mamish witnesses coming here and telling us about the captivity. All right? So the Gemara here is going to, uh, going to explain how this, all, uh, how this all pans out. So, If once she married the Kohen, witnesses come and tell, her that she, and tell us that she was in captivity. And this is where it's going to connect to the nine days. Shmuel's father said, she doesn't actually have to have married the Kohen on Tuesday. Once Bezdin gave her a psak, a ruling on Sunday. She's not yet married to the Kohen. And now Adam show up, we still let her marry a Kohen. Major Chiddush. Says the Gemara, that's not what the Mishnah says. What do you mean? The Mishnah said, she doesn't need to leave her husband. It seems they're already married. Answers the Gemara, no. 
It doesn't mean that she leaves her husband. It means she doesn't leave her state of permissiveness. Since we already said that she's mutter, so that's not taken away. Tanu Rabbanon, the rabbis learned, and that's why they're rabbis. Amran is basu tahirani. A woman walks into Bez and says, I was taken in captivity and I'm tar. Okay? So let me ask you, what did our Mishnah say? Do we rely on her? Yeah, she's okay. But she adds something to her statement. And she says, I, I, I would even be able to prove it with witnesses. Okay? So she, in her statement, she's kind of connecting her claim to Adam. We don't say, Let's wait. Why rely on Pesha, Asar, Pesha, Hitter, if we could just wait for the witnesses? Maybe witnesses are stronger. Let's wait for them. Says the Bryson, no. We don't say wait for witnesses. We say, lady, you're the one bringing us the information. Even though you have witnesses, word is going to be matter you. There's no problem. Now, Hitirua Linase. So they let her marry a Kayin. And then what happens? Remember, she claimed there were witnesses. A few days later, two witnesses, two witnesses show up to town. We call them into Bez and we're like, hey, by the way, a few days ago, this lady said that you guys could testify about her being pure, that nobody, nobody violated her. And they say, oh, I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I mean, we were there when she was captured, but we weren't keeping an eye on her the whole time. We can't testify about that. So then what do we say? Says the, says the Brisa, an added Chiddush, which is, she's still fine. Because again, why did she have to, why, why was she allowed to remarry the Kayan? Because of herself, not because of these witnesses. So even though she mentioned the witnesses at the time that she said her initial statement and they can't do anything, that's fine. I'm sorry. But what happens? Oh, okay. However, but let's say she said, I have witnesses and they, they'll tell you I'm tar. And then witnesses show up and they say, no, no, she's not tar. We actually know that she was violated. Even if she has many children with her second husband, with this Kayan, they're going to have to separate Okay, fine. Now, what's happening over here is she mentioned witnesses and those witnesses that she mentioned are now arguing on what she said. So according to this Brisa, we're going to say under those circumstances you're going to have to uh, leave your Kayan husband. Now, this is where I think it's incredible. That it's Rishchei Deshav, it's the nine days, and we're coming up on Kinnis, where we have all these stories, Nebuch, in our, in our Kinnis, about, and also in Eicha, the mentioning in, in uh, Megillah's Eicha, about the women who will be taken into captivity, the, the losses that will take place in Gullus, and now we're going to read some stories that, that Lamaisa happened uh, in, you know, in the era when Kla Yisrael was in Bavel. So here we go. Hani there were captured Jewish women that, were, that came to Narda. So two Jewish women were captured. 
and the captors brought them to the Jewish town because they know that Jews redeem fellow Jews. So after they came to Narda, Shmuel's father, who was one of the town leaders, the city leaders of Narda, he obviously held some sort of position. He wasn't the government, but he obviously held some sort of uh, um, status in the eyes of the government. And he was able to have guards stay with these women to protect them and make sure none of the captors violated them. All right? He was able to station two, uh, two Shimrim guys, two Chavayim guys. All right. Omar le Shmuel. Shmuel says to his father, I mean, what does it help to keep these guys there making sure that the captors don't violate them? I mean, they've already been in captivity for a while. So they were probably already violated. Either way, they cannot marry a Kohen. What are you halachically gaining by doing this? Shmuel asks his father. Omar Lay, Shmuel's father told him, Ilu binosach. If these would be your daughters, if these girls would be your daughters, you'd ask me such a question? You know what he's saying to him? It's true they're not, they're, they're not fit to marry a kain anymore. But just because, according to halacha, they can't marry a kain, we shouldn't protect them from gayim, from further violations? If these were your daughters, you wouldn't want Yidin standing over them making sure they're okay? It's like a shaygeg, like an unintentional mistake coming, uh, coming from, from the shaylet. It's coming from a, a, a ruler, meaning it would be a tremendous mistake to, to say such a thing. That's what Shmuel's father tells him. Beautiful message. Sometimes it doesn't need to be any halachic ramifications, and sometimes you might even accomplish nothing other than giving people's security that there's fellow Yidin around. Even if you do nothing. A Yid knows that there's another, that there's other Yidin around who are looking out for them. Even if it's not going to change their status. It's not going to make things any better. It's something. And that's a Chiyav. That's an obligation. And here's what happened. Ready? You know, unfortunately, there's a concept of once something comes out of the mouth of a Tzaddik, it can end up happening. And that's what happened. Shmuel's father said, if it was your daughters, you wouldn't be careful about this. And what happened? This is part of Golis. Shmuel's daughters were taken into captivity. And they were brought up to Eretz Yisrael. Listen to what they did. This is so gishmak. Not Kishmak, the story is not Kishmak, but it's Kishmak what Shmuel's daughters knew to do. So they're taking their soul. This is a new place. Nobody knows them, and nobody knows that they're captives. So they're in Eretz Yisrael. Now, we're, st- we're still dealing with the era of Gullus. So Klal Yisrael, even though they were in Eretz Yisrael, the, you know, there's really nothing to do as far as running away from these government uh, captors. So Shmuel's daughters said to the Goyim captors, they said, you know what, we want to walk into the Beis Medrash for a few minutes. Do us a favor. You stand outside the doors. Let us just go in by ourselves. 
And the captors let them. I mean, there's, no, there's nowhere to go anyway, right? They're not running away. They said, do us a favor. Let us grant these letters by ourselves. Okay? See, here's what happened. They left their captors outside the Bismedrash, and they walked into the Bismedrash, two women, walk into the Bismedrash of Rabbi Hanina. Ha'amra, one of Shmuel's daughters says, Rabbi, you should know, I was captured, and I'm still tar. They didn't do anything to me. And the other girl says, So what happens? What did Mishnah tell us? If somebody walks over to a Bezdin and a woman walks in and says, I was taken into captivity, but I'm fine. What does Bezdin do? Pesha Asar Pesha Hitter. Right? So they leave their captors outside. The people in Israel have no clue. So each one walks in and they say, Rabbi, I'm a captor, but I'm okay. The other one says the same thing. So Sharinhu. They said, they paskined, Shmuel's daughters are allowed to marry a Kayin. What happens a few minutes later? At the end, who walks into the base medrash? All of the captors. The guards now come into the base medrash to get the girls back. Now, why did they bring them to Eretz Yisrael? They wanted to get them ransomed. So Omar Rabbi Hanina, Rabbi Hanina said, Whoa, 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 whoa. Benan de Moriach Inon. These women must be children of a Gadol Adar. They, they just beat the system. They know what needs to be done, and they beat the system. They knew how to play the system. They knew to walk into the base Medrash and get a psak that they're okay, and now we're going to redeem them right here, right now. Therefore, there's no further violation, and they can still marry a Kayin. They're smart. Their father must be a Talmud Chacham. And it turns out, they told Rabbi Hanina, yeah, these daughters are the daughters of Shmuel. So, Amar Lei, Rabbi Hanina, Lerav Shemim Baraba, Paiketayo Bekrav Ezecha, you know, go, uh, go, go take care of your Karev. Now, apparently, Rabbi Shemim, Rashi says, was a Kohen, and also some sort of distant relative of Shmuel's. So, Rabbi Hanina says, Rabbi Shemim, go, go marry them. But in Medina Sayyam, in Bavel, people knew they were taken into captivity. So very nice over here, you gave up sock and they're okay, but in Bavel, it's already known. So, Come on, it's okay, they're not here. There's Edom, Bitsaritsan means in the north, but there's Edom on the other side of the world. And you're going to say there's something here? No. You, you, the Bezdin never paskins through potential Adam. You don't give a ruling, maybe there's Adam somewhere else. No such thing. So he said, Rav Shemin said, oh, what about this witnesses? He says, how do you know? They're not here. So our psak is, it's okay? It's okay. Which, by the way, is also incredible. Such a beautiful thing that we have to take from this story to our daily lives. You don't need to be nervous about something that you don't know exists. You can foresee to the future a little bit of face. But so many times we hold ourselves back through maybes. Maybe this, maybe that. So I'm not going to do something else. I'm not going to take on a new, uh, a new learning center. I'm not going to do that. And maybe, as my friend uh, now famously said at the Siyah Mashas, perfection is the enemy of good. There are so many good things that people don't do because they're scared they can't do it perfect. So they just don't do it. 
says, perfection is the enemy of good. Stop being nervous about being perfect. You have something good here, you go do it. Says Rabbi Hanina to Rav Shemin, maybe there's witnesses there? Shkoyach. They're not here, you're fine. Go marry one of them. Time with also ate them. Now the reason why they were allowed to marry Rav Shemin is because there were no witnesses. So also Adam uh, Mitzurah. But let's say, Adam, but once Adam do come, it seems, Rabbi Hanina would say to Rabbi Shemin, you got to get rid of her. But the problem is, Shmuel's father said, once they permitted to get married, even if she did not yet get married, she could stay. So ask the Gemara, why does it seem like we're going to be machmir once, we're, once they're married? The truth is going to be, once Rav Shemin marries them, whether or not witnesses show up, they should be able to stay together. Over here, we're dealing with Toma. What is Toma? Not witnesses about captivity, but if there are witnesses that actually show up. And she's mar- let's say they, the, the daughters of Shmuel were to marry Rav Shemin, who was a Kohen. And then witnesses show up and they say, you know, we actually saw the Goyim having intercourse, we saw the intercourse with Shmuel's daughters. Then, we're going to actually, then we say, they'll actually have to separate from their, uh, from their husband. Okay? But Lamaisa, Rav Hanin is saying, until that actually happens, you are absolutely 100% permitted to marry, period, end of that Gemara. Incredible. Wow, okay, Gavaldik. We now turn to the top of Chaf Gimel Amud Base 23b, here we go. New mission. Shtei Noshim Shanishbu. Two women are taken into captivity. Zotomeret, one woman says, Nishbeis Yutahirani. I was taken into captivity, but nobody violated me. Zotomeret, and this other woman says, Nishbeis Yutahirani. I was also taken into captivity, and I'm tar. We do not believe them. Okay? Now, um, why don't we believe them? What would you say? So here's what's happening. What's happening is, they already have witnesses. That's what Rashi explains. So, two women are saying... There's witnesses that I was captured. But I'm letting you know, I'm tar. Another one says the same thing. We don't believe them. Meaning, there's still going to be puzzle to Kahanim. But if they're the ones testifying about the other ones, then we're going to trust them. Okay, this is a special leniency. So what's happening is like this. A woman walks up and says, you know, those witnesses that I was captured, I want you to know. The witnesses aren't here. But there's witnesses I was captured. I want you to know I wasn't violated. So now we're going to say, nah, you can't marry a kind. But if the other woman says, I was there with her. I saw her not being violated. That's going to function as testimony, present testimony. And each one could testify for the other and make it that they're permitted to a coin. That's what the Mishnah is telling us. The rabbi's point, and so should we. Two women come from captivity, and one says, I was violated, but I know my friend was not violated. So I'm letting you know my friend's okay. We trust her. 
What if she says, I was not violated and my friend was violated? So she's kind of claiming her own innocence, in quotations, and her friend's impurity. Then we do not believe her. This works to her advantage, meaning when it works to her disadvantage and her friend's advantage, we'll believe her. When it works to her advantage and her friend's disadvantage, then we're not going to listen. What if she says both of us were violated? We'll trust her about herself. We're not going to trust her about her friend. We're going to wait to see what's going on with her friend. If she says both of us are tar, she's believed to testify about her friend's purity. But she's not believed about her own purity. Okay. So a few fascinating uh, halachas in this b'risa. Clear? Let's give a quick review. A woman says, I'm Tomei, my friend's okay. Perfect, we'll trust you. Your disadvantage, we trust. Your friend's advantage, you could be a testimony for her. If she says, I'm testifying about myself, I'm okay, and my friend's not okay, we don't listen. Either one. We don't trust you, your friend is not okay. We don't trust you, you're okay. If she says we're both Tomei, we'll say, okay, you're Tomei, but we don't know yet about your friend. We're both Tahar, we know your friend's Tahar now, but we don't know that you're Tahar. Okay? So you can't testify to your own advantage, you can testify to your friend's advantage. Amar Mar, the Tana taught us. Anita Haira v'chaberti Tomei in a menace. If she says, I'm Tahar, my friend is Tomei, we don't believe her. Hey, what's the case? There's no witnesses over here. Why don't we trust her? <laughs> Again, if there's no witnesses, trust her, right? You can't tell me we're not going to trust her because then Pesha Asar Pesha Hitir. If she's the one telling us she's taken to captivity and saying she's okay, why aren't we trusting her? It must be that there are witnesses about their captivity in this case. So there's witnesses about their captivity. It must be in order for this brisa to even start making sense. But now, if we're dealing with Edim, Ema Mitziyasa. Let's get to the next part of the brisa. The brisa said, Ani If she says, I'm Tomei and my friend's Tomei. She's believed on herself. She's not believed that her friend's Tomei. Says Gemara, one second. Aren't there witnesses that her friend was taken into captivity? If there's witnesses about captivity, why doesn't she believe? Tell us that her friend is Tomei. She's assumed to be Tomei anyway. Her friend's assumed to be Tomei. Witnesses said she was taken by Goyim. Rather, from the second case of the Bryce, it must be there's no witnesses here. But one second. Let's keep going. Let's keep going to the Bryce. The Bryson then says, If she says, I'm, I was not violated, and my friend wasn't violated, so she's believed about her friend, but she's not believed about herself, why? If there's no witnesses, according to what we just said in the Seifa, why don't we trust her that she's okay? There's no witnesses. We should trust her. It must be there are Adam here. So bottom line is, says the Gemara, It's going to come out that both in the first case and last case of the Mishnah, it must be where there are witnesses testifying about their captivity. But the middle case is the Leka Eden. 
There's no witnesses over here. And that should bother us. Because why would a b'risa be written in a way, without even explaining itself, written in a way where the first case, it's got to be where there, there are witnesses. And then the second case, there's no witnesses. Third case, yes, witnesses. You're going back and forth. We don't like doing that. Right? What's going on over here? Answers the Gemara Geshmak. Says the Gemara... Amr Abaye, so Abaye says, in Taka. Yeah, that's what you have to say. Reisha v'seifa dika edem, mitziyasa dilaka edem. Papa and Papa says, no, 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 no. Kula dika edem. He says, let me give you a better answer. Really, the whole Brisa is talking about where there are edem. However, v'ika eid echad dika epoch. But we're dealing with an eid echad dika epoch. What does it mean? They're switching around whatever these women are saying. Amra, meaning, Amra, if she says, She says, I was violated and my friend wasn't. So she's putting, she's, she's saying, I'm, you know, she's, she's testifying on behalf of her friend. And one witness says, no, 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 it's not true. Stop being so nice to the other lady. You're the one who wasn't violated. So she's the one who made herself forbidden because she would have been permitted with that, you know, uh, with with just the aid. And her friend is going to be permitted because she is saying it's okay. There's only one witness coming against her, and the Allah is because of, and this is you have to say it. You know, it's kind of like an aguna. By, by a shvuya, by a captive, we're going to be lenient as well. And we're going to say, if this woman is saying that uh, her fellow captive is tar, we're going to rely on that over the Eid Achor. Okay? If she says, I'm tar, but my friend is tameh, and one witness says, uh, no, you are tameh, but your friend is okay. So then, since there's witnesses, so she can't say I'm tar. We're not going to believe her. But she, her friend is going to be okay because she has an eid echad saying that she's tar. And then the last case, when she says, me and my friend are both tar. And one eid says, no, you're both pure. <coughs> you both were not violated. So by her saying I was, she's forbidden to a Kohen because she's making it Forbidden on herself by her words, by you know she made it a piece of treif, meaning she by her words she can now not she can no longer marry a kain. However, her friend is going to be allowed be, uh, to remarry because there's one witness saying that she is tar. Says the Gemara Hasulamali Hainu Reisha. Okay. This end of Chaverta Mishtarya Puma De'ed is the same Chiddush as the Risha. So why do you got to mention this? The Gemara says, no, there's an Chiddush. Mahutim, I would say, maybe both of them are Tahar. Even though she said, I'm Tameh, maybe they're both Tahar. And this that she said, we're Tameh, Tamos Nafshi and Polishnim, is because she feels bad for her friend. What a beautiful Mida. In other words, what's happening like this? Really, really, a woman wants to say, I'm Tahar and my friend is Tameh. That's what she really knows. But she doesn't want it to be that only her friend can't marry a Kohen. So she says, oh, if my friend's going to go down, I'm going to go down. 
right? If my friend's going to be uh, Asher to a Kayan, I'll also be Asher to a Even though I'm really tar. All right? Um, or I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just the opposite. She's not being nice over here. Just the opposite. I'm sorry. Thomas Nafshi in Pelishta means, I know my friend's Tameh. So I, need, I want to make sure that I'm believed over here. So I'm willing to say that I'm Tameh so that I'll be believed to say that my friend is Tameh. Okay? So Thomas Nafshi in Pelishta, and the Bryce lets us know that we're still going to listen to her edus about herself and and. Uh, she made it forbidden. We're talking going to listen to that. And the last case in the Mishnah which, of the Bryce which said that me and my friend are tar, and one aid says, you're actually both tamay. As far as she's concerned, since there's witnesses, she can't say that she's okay because Lamaisa, there's already Adim that she was a captive. And her friend is going to be permitted according to her testimony. Her friend, we know, is taken into captivity. But since the, her fellow captive, this woman is saying that her friend is Tar. So we'll say, okay, you said your friend's Tar. Your friend is going to be Tar. Says Gemara Hasul But why do I need this? We already had this halacha. This is the same as the beginning of our b'risa. Answer the Gemara. Last step before the Mishnah. I would have thought to say. When do we believe a woman to say that her other captive is still is still tar, is still not violated, what was not violated? That has been welcome to Posse and Avshah. You know when we believe you to say your friend is not violated? That if you are, that's if you are becoming Tomei. If you're if you have something to lose by saying that your friend is gaining, we're gonna have added nemonus. That's what I would have thought. However, but in a place where she's saying, no, I'm okay, my friend's okay, you're just trying to make yourself look good too, maybe we shouldn't really fully trust you about your friend's Tara. Maybe she's not trusted at all in her statement. Kamash Malan, the Bryce lets us know that even, that even though she's saying, I'm Tara and my friend's Tara, as far as her own Eidos, we're going to say, no, 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 no. As far as her friend's Eidos, we're going to say, yeah, we're going we're gonna to listen to your words to confirm your friend's testimony and and allow your friend to uh, and, and allow your friend to marry a kain. Zok the mission. V'chein shnei anashim. If you have two men, zayim rakayanani. One kain shows up the town and says, "Hey, I'm a kain." V'zayim rakayanani. Another man shows up the town and says, "Hey, I'm a, I'm a kain." Einon neman. They are not trusted. Okay. Now, what does that mean? So what it means like this. Two people walk into a city, they walk into a shul, each is claiming that they are kahanim. Rashi says, why? They want to be given truma. Okay? They want to be given truma. So, um, says the Mishnah, we don't believe them. But if one kayan says, by the way, this other guy's a kayan, another kayan says, by the way, the other guy's a kayan, then you have one aide telling us about their status. And then they're trusted. Reviewed says, We do not elevate a person to a status of Kayan through one aid. So therefore, he argues. Again, we just said in the ratio, if one says about the other, he's a Kayan, then we're going to give them the status of Kayan. Reviewed says, No, you need two aid them to tell us someone's a Kayan. Amr says, When do we say you need two aid them? If there is a challenge to the Kahuna of this guy, in other words, somebody walks into town and says, I'm a Kayan. And a witness says, yeah, 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 he's a Kayan. But there's already a challenge. We've been told there's an issue with the kahuna of this guy. 
That's where we say you need two witnesses. If there's no challenge to his witness, to, to his kahunaship, then we, could, we, we make him a kayan, even al pi aid echad. Reb Shimon, I remember Shimon, Reb Shimon ben Haskan, Ma'ilukuhuna al pi aid echad. He takapaskins that we make somebody, uh, we give him the status of of a um, of a kayan according to an aid echad. Says Gemara Kohani Lamali. Why do I need all these halachas? In other words, this case of kayan, the chora is the same case of pesha asar pesha hitter, like the captive, like a woman who's married. Why, why do I need all these cases? I should be able to learn one example from the next. So the Gemara answers, Trichi, I need all these examples. Because if we would have uh, given a case of, the original case of Umayda Rabbi Yeshua, remember what that case was? Remember that a few blot ago? Somebody walks over to, Reuven walks over to Shimon. He says, Shimon, your father sold me this field. So we say, listen, Shimon didn't even know it was his father's field. So Pesha Asa Pesha Said, oh, my dear Yeshua, yeah? If we would have only given that case, Mishum de'ika I would say that the reason why we believe the guy who bought the field is because he could have taken a loss of money. Aval Edom. But let's say there's Edom, the, the, which was the next case about uh, signatures. Deleka jar de mina, where there's no loss of money involved, Emelai. I would say maybe there's no Peshos or Peshetir. Vitana Edom. And if I, would have only, if I would have only given the case of of Adam, where whether or not they were valid, maybe they were forced into it, maybe they were katanim. I would say mishum de la'alma, because they're testifying to the world. What does that mean? They're testifying about other people. They're not testifying anything about themselves. They're saying, I, this is my signature on the document, right, for somebody else. Aval ihu de But let's say, when somebody's testifying about themselves or for themselves, emalai, I would say that we don't, Believe him even by Pesha Asar Pesha Iter. Hani Tarti, and if I would have given the case of uh, the, the first two cases, Mishum de Mamaina, they both have to do with Ksuba or a field, Aval Isha Sish di Surah, but by a married woman who shows up and says, Oh, you should know, I'm single, I was married, but my husband died, or we got divorced, and that's Isser, a Malai. Maybe we're not going to tr- trust Pesha Asar Pesha Hitter. Maybe we only do say it by financial matters. Maybe we don't say it by Isser. So send, says the Gemara, Nishbesi Uta'irani Lamali. Why do I need the case of Pesha Asar Pesha Hitter? What's the Adachidish when a woman says, I was captured and now I was not violated? And we'll hold it here with this question. We're far down. We, got a, we don't have such a long, we have a pretty short daft tomorrow. So we'll hold it here. Bez Hashem. We will restart from the Mishnah on the bottom of Chav Gimel Amad Bez on Matzei Shabbos. Agit and Chaydash, everybody. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos.